Imagine surrounding yourself with incredible women, women who've overcome challenges, they've rebounded after failures and disappointments, and women who are not afraid to shine their brilliance to make a mark in the world. These women support other like-minded women because they know there is plenty of opportunity for everyone and that together we really can make a difference, grow our businesses while have fun along the way. This is what Women in Leadership Podcast is all about. Welcome, I'm your host, Anne-Marie Cross. Grab a cover of your favourite beverage, pull up a chair and let's get this conversation started. Hey friends, this is Anne-Marie. I hope you're having a fantastic week. So I want to share on this particular episode a topic that I shared recently on my newsletter, to my newsletter subscribers. If you're not yet a subscriber, the newsletter is called the Influence Bulletin. It comes out weekly and I share topics and insights and lots of things in there to help us stand out, to be heard, to influence. So if you're not yet a subscriber and you want to get access to this newsletter, um, go to annemariecross.com forward slash bulletin. Now, when I wrote the article and I shared that with my newsletter subscribers, it was, we were heading into December. We were in December and I took the time to share this particular topic because unknowingly, uh, I knew that some of my subscribers, and this may be you too, we're coming towards the end of a year or maybe we're starting the new year and we're setting some goals for ourselves yet we inadvertently don't realize that because of previous disappointments because of previous and I'm going to use the word failure although I do want to say I don't believe in failure but rather opportunities for learning and growth but it depends on how you look at that particular event that happened and that's what I want to spend a little bit of time on today so even though you may be stumbling across this episode at a time throughout the year that's not at the end of one year or not at the beginning of another year, then it's still going to be relevant for you, particularly if you're finding that no matter how hard you work towards a particular goal, you're just not able to reach it and you're doing all of the things, you're taking all of the action steps and you know that you've got the right strategies in place, but there's still something holding you back. You know, you can have the right strategies in place, everything can be set up really well, yet you can still keep yourself blocked and still keep yourself stuck depending on your mindset and mindset is so important. And so I want to dive into that a little bit deeper today and talk about something that I learned many years ago and it was hugely, hugely life-changing for me when one of my mentors shared more about what I'm going to talk about today. Because you would have heard me share before if you if you're a regular subscriber or you have been on my newsletter for a while. If not, I'm going to about share it with you now. Is that I use the branding with archetype system to support clients in really identifying their unique and uncopyable brand and ultimately message. And you would have heard me share that my leading archetype is the explorer. And as the explorer, we love to um, you know go ahead and carve out and and seek out new opportunities and new ways of doing things and new projects and 
Explore is also very much um, around um, what's authentic for me, helping people to find out what's authentic for them. No wonder I loved being career coach. No wonder I love supporting my entrepreneurial business clients discover their unique and uncopyable message. But of course, with Explorer, we can be off in all sorts of different directions. But you may not have heard me share that my second archetype, because in the archetype systems, we also look at the second archetype and then the last archetype those blended together very much create um, the unique and uncopyable tone the tonality who you are characteristics that come through and the unique blend of your leading archetype your influencing which is a second archetype and the lowest archetype which balances the top two out my second archetype is ruler and rulers love setting goals. We're very driven, we're very ambitious. And one of the things with rulers is that if we do not deal with disappointment, if we do not learn from the goals that we set and didn't achieve, if we don't take the learnings from that and implement that and and, and settle on that, if you will, then that can cause what one of my mentors has coined the phrase goal trauma or in some instances, depending on the the event, the failure, uh, if that was significant, it can also cause financial trauma. So that's what I want to talk about in this particular episode, to give you a bit of an insight that, hey, you know, I'm doing all of the stuff. I'm doing all of the things that I know is important to do, yet there is just something that's keeping me stuck. This episode is for you. So let's dive in. Goal trauma is where you've set a goal. And for some of us, if you've got ruler somewhere in your archetypes, you've probably set a big, audacious, scary goal. And you did everything that you could to see that goal come to fruition. However, despite doing all of the things, despite doing all of the hard work, and I know that you do um, and continue to do, you just didn't achieve your goal. And my former mentor, Margaret M. Lynch, said this, A goal trauma typically occurs after you want something very badly, but it falls apart after you did everything that you could to make it happen. It came unexpectedly, so you weren't prepared for failure. You had your heart set on something, you followed your dream, you thought big, you truly believed it would happen You ignored the naysayers. You even ignored your inner skeptic. Now that's saying something, isn't it? You made sacrifices. Yet guess what? Despite all of that, you still failed. Now this is how goal trauma can keep you stuck. So whenever you think about that unachieved goal, along with all of the things that contributed to it, That disappointment can turn into annoyance and perhaps you can even feel a little bit of sense of anger kind of in there in the pit of your gut, along with a lot of myriad of other negative emotions. And because we don't like feeling these negative emotions, guess what? It's easier for us to try and ignore them, isn't it? Oh, put, you know, kind of sweep them under the car, but I don't want to think about that because I don't like feeling this. So we'd rather do that and ignore them rather than address them. However, when we do that, those unaddressed negative feelings, guess what can happen to them? Well, that those, those feelings can continue to fester and unknowingly continue to impact us as we do try and move forward. 
And as I mentioned earlier, in worst case situations, particularly if there was betrayal and there was real trust that you had in a per- in a person that someone had promised you something um, and it fell through, that feeling of betrayal can just add to those negative emotions and you feel like complete control has been taken away from you in those worse situations can be really difficult to um, to break out of by leaving those negative feelings unaddressed and they fester. And so in those worst case situations, because they continue to manifest, they'll manifest into a cycle of ongoing disappointment, ongoing failure, ongoing you know, non-achievements of even if you are putting in, you know, the work behind that. And they're just not, you know, there's just you cannot put your finger on it. And here's why. It's because as soon as we recognize a similar feeling, like a negative feeling that begins to arise around a specific situation, what do we do? We shut it down, don't we? Because we do not want to feel, we do not want to experience those negative feelings again. So we protect ourselves. And I tell you, friend, that is only natural. We don't want to go down that path, do we? So we stop what we're doing. And it's completely understandable, isn't it? We want to protect ourselves. How often what we don't realise is that this will often also have us playing small. Or even in the case of some of my colleagues went, oh, I don't set goals because I don't want to set myself up for failure. We don't want to set ourselves up for failure, do we? So we avoid ever having to experience failure again. Now, I put my hand up. I put my hand up because I can relate to this. When someone you know puts a bold goal, and by the way, I'm not saying you put out a figure which when you look at is just completely ridiculous because if you think of where you are and the momentum you've built there's certain aspects isn't there of um, business building but I'm talking about when you know that it's a stretch goal and you know that you've laid the foundations and it's possible because of the hard work that you've done you've already built that momentum there is nothing there or no reason why this shouldn't work but it really you can then trace it back to the mindset that you are inadvertently keeping yourself stuck So you don't want to experience failure again. You want to avoid both those situations as you're thinking about building your business and as you are building your business. You want to avoid playing small and you want to avoid not setting goals at all because bold goals or goal 90-day goals broken down, you know, into four quarters to achieve a certain goal. You want to have some figures or um, some impact that you want to make and and what you are achieving towards. If you don't put a goal down and by, you know, a certain date, it doesn't give you anything to work for or towards and that can often keep you stuck too. So, you know, taking risks in business is what it's all about isn't it? And there's always going to be opportunities of learning wrapped up in those failures and flops. We just need to learn how best to unwrap those lessons so that we can grow from them, so that we can be strengthened from them. Because every single one of your failures can be the very foundation that you step upon as you climb towards achieving another milestone and another milestone and another toward your goals. That's what happens. It's 
part of business. We all have our failures and flops. Use those failures and flops to create the foundation upon which you stand and elevate yourself to the next level of success in your business. Let's have a look at an example of goal trauma. A number of years ago, I facilitated a workshop for a team of accountants. They were conducting their end of year review. They did this every single year with their full team. And they also planned for the new year. And one of their newer hires said that she never set goals until or unless she had thoroughly reviewed them and she knew that she would be able to achieve them. Now, as I mentioned, this company ran regular sessions to empower their team to set those stretch goals so that they could aim higher than the year before. And sadly, she didn't last long at the company because that was kind of the company culture, setting these you know, stretch goals and supporting one another to work towards them. So what about you? Have you experienced failure in your business or even in your life? And this can be something that relates to something very different from what you're doing now in your business. Yet, there has been a time where you have set yourself up and really worked hard and didn't achieve something. Or maybe you avoid setting goals because you don't want to set yourself up for failure. You may have experienced or be experiencing the goal trauma. So what I want to do in this episode is to share some questions with you to help you reflect on the years uh, that have gone by, you know, that perhaps, oh, is there something that I'm bringing with me from previous years, maybe this year, you know, the last year that you've been working in your business. And the reason that I want to do that is no matter what time of year it is, that you can set yourself up for success for the project that's in front of you, for the year that's in front of you, for the 90 days that you're committing and to focused work towards a specific goal so that you can hit the ground running no matter what month it is, no matter what project you're looking at achieving. How do you tell if you have goal trauma? Now, you have goal trauma if you feel any or all of these following things when you think about an experience from the past an increased level of distress, anxiety or regret when you think about that event. Increased level of distress, anxiety or regret. You also experience elevated stress and a tendency to overreact when a current situation begins to feel similar. As I mentioned earlier, you may find yourself, you know, someone might say something and all of a sudden it starts to trigger you because that exact same wordings or the the approach, you know, the tonality that came through reminds you of what someone said to you years ago or the year that's just gone by. And it reminds you of that situation that occurred, that happened, and you don't want to feel that again. You don't want do not want to put, put yourself in that position. So instantly you start to feel you know, physiology, your body starts to really have that elevated stress. Thirdly, a feeling of great loss of your personal power, especially when it comes to trust, confidence and belief. So if you have uh, 
said yes or you can resonate with either one or more of those three things, you may have goal trauma that you want to heal from, deal with so that you can take the learnings away from that past experience that you thought about that you know, starts to cause some of those levels of distress and anxiety or regret to increase. Let's talk about financial trauma. Is financial trauma potentially an issue for you? Now, again, financial trauma can also be something that you're struggling with as a consequence of that disappointment, as a consequence of that failure. And financial trauma is a past significant event that has had a dramatic negative impact on your savings, on your money, your income, your credit, or all of those. And when you look at your current money situation, you still have a negative, you know, and you can still see the negative impact, such as your credit score, or perhaps you've got a diminished or non-existing savings account, or maybe now you've got debt because of that uh, failure. And every time you look at that, you, you know, again, get these negative uh, feelings. So these are just some of the situations that can cause financial trauma. Uh, Trusting someone who's ripped you off, a business venture that's turned sour, a betrayal in a business partnership, perhaps something was stolen from you. Or what about that saying, you know, taken you to the cleaners. Maybe you have been in a situation where someone has taken advantage of you and taken you to the cleaners. Or maybe you put your trust in someone or something and you made a poor investment or a poor business decision. And now because of either one or more of those things, every time that you look at your money situation, your savings account, your credit rating, your debt, whenever you look at one or more of those, you start to feel this increased um, anxiousness, anger, because one or more of those things have happened, then you may very well also um, be experiencing financial trauma. And that's what you want to start to um, become clear about because if you have recognised that A, you are experiencing goal trauma or financial trauma, uh, you then know, oh, okay, that's what it is. When I deal with that, when I get support around that, get some coaching around that, it's going to help me to really diminish that so it does not continue to be a bottleneck for me. So I want you to grab a journal and journal to the following questions I'm going to share with you because a lot of times by getting it out of your system, out of your head, out of your body and onto paper is the first step in starting to towards the healing of that and the, the learning. So I want to share these questions with you so that you can A, avoid goal trauma or financial trauma from ever embedding themselves in in your body, you know, in your psyche. And if you do recognize that, hey, there is something that needs to be addressed there, this is a good starting point. If you need further support, then please contact me. This is an area that I work with clients around as we're doing the the goal setting and the business coaching and and mentoring. I also have um, modalities and things that I use to be able to help clients through this. I went through this myself 
through what I call my worst business failure ever and I invested in the most expensive coach and mentor that I have had in my entire career because I knew that this situation, that the, the failure that I had, had the opportunity to change who I was, my va- core values and one of my core values is trust. But I trust others how I would want to be trusted with integrity because I, you know, my business dealings are integral um, and of, of excellence. And I did not want to go through life jaded, feeling suspicious of people and, you know, not trusting them. And so I knew that I had to invest in a coach to help me to, uh, to deal with my grief and loss and healing around that. As well as other things that I did too. I'm a Christian, so I spent a lot of time in prayer and and uh, leaning on into the Lord. And I'm thankful to be able to say, you know, several years on, my worst business failure ever is the best thing that could have ever happened to me. At the time, I didn't see it, but I did the work. I did the healing. I went all through that, and there were so many incredible lessons. And it got me, you know, it set me on the path to where I am today. And there's hope for you, friend, if you can see yourself struggling. So, again, my my calendar link, let's have a chat, annemariecross.com forward slash let's chat, annemariecross.com forward slash let's chat. Let's get on a Zoom call. Let's see where you're at, and let's see how we can move forward to be able to support you but here are the questions that I want you to go and journal what worked well for you this year and what are you celebrating having achieved you know what worked well for you through the year what worked well for you through that project list all of those things including the steps that contributed to the successful things that you're that you're celebrating because you want to continue to do those things intentionally you know, even though that there may be a specific area that you think, oh, that really didn't work well. But I tell you what, these were the steps that we did that, you know, that we did as part of that. And they did tend to work very well. You don't want to stop doing those things. So what additional things, this is another question, what additional things can you do in any of those steps that you took to achieve the goal uh, or, or to at least, you know, to at least move forward on that goal or that project that'll enable you to take to the next level? For instance, you might have been working on a project that had some really strong team members that really contributed well. Sure, the project may not have necessarily achieved the financial goals or the visibility goals or whatever goals that you have so I wouldn't call it a failure um, but you know as you're sort of breaking down what did work well you highlight some team members that really stepped up to the mark or maybe you really excelled in that particular area document them and then you might say you know what if I can automate that if I can put a bit of a training system in place and put that in my training portal I might then be able to train other team members in that particular area so that the next time we do launch a similar project we're going to be able to do it at scale because I'll be able to bring more team members in, which means I can free up my time to be able to focus on the things that I realize that because I was so focused on the particular area which my team could have helped me with, then I could focus on the things that I know is going to drive that project forward even better to to generate the results or even exceed the results. Can you see where I'm getting at here? So you look at what you are celebrating, the steps that did work well, what was it about that worked really well and can you take those steps even to the next level by improving on them, streamlining them, automating them, delegating them so that the next time you can 
can take that result to an even better level. All right, so those were the things that did work well. Questions for your successes and the achievements within that. Now I want you to take a deep breath in because I want you to then let's have a look at some of your failures and disappointments. What didn't work well? What are you disappointed with? Journal them, write them down. For you, it may be one thing, there may be a number of different things. When you finish that, what can you learn from this experience or these experiences? For instance, and we're going to chunk down, we're going to look at what steps worked well. Again, even in failure, you can identify some steps that work well. What steps didn't work well? And what could you have done differently for the steps that didn't work well? This is a great opportunity for you to start creating a framework of how you're going to approach a similar project but differently and get things set up the next time around. What were the gaps? What would you do differently the next time a similar project and or opportunity passed by you so that you could you know, say yes to this opportunity? And who or what would benefit you by getting support? So either for yourself, from team. Now this may seem like a re- really weird question. Who and what do you need to forgive? Who and what do you need to forgive? It may be yourself, it may be a business partner, it may be a team member, it may be something someone promised you but didn't deliver. Who and what do you need to forgive? Because the last thing that you want to do is to hold on to unforgiveness that turns into anger, that may turn even into hate. I know that's hate, you don't, we don't use that word very often, do we? But I tell you what, if you put your heart and soul in something and through no fault of your own someone promised something to you and didn't deliver it can be really easy to blame isn't it and we don't want to do that yes they may not have um, delivered what they've promised and we may be thinking the buck stops with them however when we do that when we start to blame we are inadvertently giving control to that situation giving control to that person and you do not want to be in that situation you want to reclaim that control and say what could I have done differently well next time you won't hire that particular person next time through identifying the gaps you realize that hey I should have put this clause, this clause, and that clause in my contract. I should have put most checking in milestones, you know, throughout the 90 days, at the 30 day mark, at the 60 day mark, and then, you know, whatever time frame, so that I we could say, hey, if these things aren't achieved and if you're not delivering, and we give you a week to do that, the contract's null and void. And we can go our separate ways. I'm just giving you some examples here because if I think back to the to my worst business failure ever, there were things that were out of my control. However, there were things that I could have said. There were signs that I really should have had a conversation, but I felt awkward having to have that conversation. And I just left it to, it'll work out all right. It'll be all right in the end. And guess what? It didn't work out. It it wasn't right in the end. And my worst fear of something happening did happen. And I know if I'm honest with myself, I could have gone back and backtracked every single trigger, every single conversation, every single thing that happened that could have been an opportunity for me to have a meeting 
um, with key stakeholders and say we need to address this and we need to get some things in place so that this does not turn into something that is out of all our control. I didn't do that, wasn't game enough to have that conversation um, with my then business partner and yeah, what I thought would happen happened and so I don't want that to happen to you so go through those questions the questions for your successes and achievements even if and the reason that I said right at the beginning as I was doing the questions you know for those of you who have ruler in your archetypes just say for instance I'm going to give you an example I'm going to do a live launch and I want my live launch to have a six figure income you might have got eighty thousand dollars and you might think well I didn't achieve my goal celebrate that $80,000 in the clients that you did get, please. (laughs) And uh, that is a celebration. Celebrate every single client that you've worked for because that client, as you continue to help her or him, is going to continue to give you the groundwork and the foundations that you can continue to build on as you're expanding your business. And so there's certain things that may be, um, you know, from their success that you think, oh, but I really wish that it could have had even better results. Yes, celebrate it. It is a success. It is an achievement and then as you're moving forward um, also journaling look at those things that really left you disappointed and work through those questions I'll also make sure that those questions are on the show notes so that you can go back and uh, journal straight from that as well if you want to refer back to those particular questions so again I hope that this is helpful for you no matter what time of year that you are listening to this particular episode or for some of you you might go back and uh, listen to it again and again if if you are looking for support if you do really want to work through some stuff the mindset stuff um, as well as putting some solid foundations in place so that you really can grow the momentum build the momentum that you know that you need to start scaling your business and you want support that's certainly something that uh, let's have a chat annemariecross.com forward slash let's chat but for now I hope that this is helpful this particular episode on helping you to get clarity around hey you know what I am carrying with me disappointment I am carrying with me some goal trauma and or financial trauma so now that you know you can start working through that put it to bed do some healing uh, around that so that uh, you can close the chapter on that particular book or that particular chapter and move forward the right way so hope that was helpful here's to kicking all of your goals in future bye for now Hey, it's Anne-Marie. Before I go, are you a coach or a consultant who feels like the world's best kept secret? Your experience is vast, yet secretly you're frustrated because despite all of your hard work, you're just not getting the visibility, the recognition or new clients you'd hope for and you don't know why? I've created a free resource that'll help you build visibility, generate leads and enroll dream clients with ease because you're seen as a trusted authority, even in a crowded marketplace. And you've positioned yourself as the choice versus just a choice for your dream client. To get started, go to annemariecross.com forward slash gift. That's annemariecross.com forward slash gift.
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.